here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. There. Well, unfortunately, my piloting skills are, shall we say, slightly underdeveloped. Yeah, I think we can definitely agree on that. Uh... <laughs> Ratchet, we are clearly not prepared for this. We should have contacted the Rangers to warn them of the attack. <laughs> yeah, like they'd know who we are. But you said they were your friends. What? I think you're quoting me out of context. The Rangers are actually my, uh... Friends, do you record everything I say? Do you record everything I say? Ah! Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload. It is time to join up with the Galactic Rangers and see if we can take out all the bad video game films and leave nothing but peace and prosperity across the galaxy with only great stuff like... Double Dragon. I am Nick Moore. Joining uh, with me are Wayne Cassette uh, and Mark Athanas. Wayne. Uh, uh, <laughs> and Mark. Thanks for having me. How dare you bring <laughs> Double Dragon into this conversation. Uh, I bring it up as often as I can. <laughs> we are back to talk about Ratchet and Clank. One of the earliest attempts that Sony ever had in my memory, my understanding of taking so. one of their direct properties to the movie screen. And Ooh. it's a straight up adaptation, I think, in terms of the plot and characters. It seems pretty accurate. I've played at least one of these games, though I think I've got it slightly out of order. Have either of you played the games? No. Okay, so it's funny because my, I thought you were going to start with, you know, Wayne, what did you think? Or Mark, what did you think? Because my first question to you guys was going to be, did you play the PlayStation 4 remake of the first Ratchet and Clank? I did. No. Okay, good, because that's important. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, yes, I've played that. Okay, so. Platinum did. It's a great game. Because you've played it first, now I will ask you first, Wayne. <laughs> What did you think of this movie as someone who's played the basically the remake they did of right. the original Ratchet and Clank on the PlayStation 4? What did you think of this adaptation of it? So it, it's been a while since I played the game, but this isn't an adaptation. If I'm <laughs> if I'm incorrect, please let me know. But I'm pretty sure 90% of this movie at least is all the cutscenes just put together. Every Pretty single much. thing is the cuts. Like <laughs> even Christina, who never played it, but she saw me play it. She's looking at me like these. We've we've watched this already. This is all the cutscenes from the game. Maybe one or two tweaked to just help them join. But every it's just the cutscenes put together. Could you imagine have paying money to go to the theater to see an adaptation of a game only to be treated with all the cutscenes put together, which you can unlock at the end of the game and do yourself. <laughs> I don't have I to imagine it because I, I took Parker to see this. Oh, you! I'm so sorry. If I could hug so you So I don't I have to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can but, recall but, oh it. My God. Did, you, did you play the game first and then go see it? 
So for me, it's the reverse. I went okay. and watched this, having never played the games. Okay, I so that's that, not as bad. That's not sure. as bad. I saw that Corinne was playing the games. Parker had played them. They looked fun. I went and saw this movie with them. And then I played the game and went, wow, this is <laughs> this is awfully familiar to that film yeah, I sat down and it, watched. It's identical. That's hilarious. It only has one major difference, which we will get into, but it is incredibly faithful if you're looking for faithful adaptations now, because it's a carbon copy. <laughs> it's literally the cutscenes. <laughs> so, Mark, as the one who hasn't yeah. played the game in the room, just as a movie, yeah. what'd you think? Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm glad you guys played this because I can only come at this from the movie lens. My question was going to be how close or not close it was. It sounds like it's the most faithfully adapted thing we've ever seen. So that's <laughs> it's, awesome. It's not um, adapted. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> Presented. Uh, as a movie, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, a good good bit of humor. Mm. It was so funny because as I was watching it, I was like, I can see elements of this that would be very similar to the game as they explain how the weaponry works and all that other stuff. And you're overarching. Oh, okay, I see. It's Here's the... You know, the, the hero's journey, he wants to join the Rangers and he gets to join the Rangers and all this other fun stuff. And I just I thought it was a good, wholesome, fun movie. Like, I think it'd be great for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, if, sure. if you got kids, this is this is a movie to sit down with your kid and ha- have a romp. Good humor. You know, nothing over the top, but good. And the only question I had more about the game was I felt like. Ratchet and Clank weren't close together for so much of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea of how the gameplay works. So I was like, how does that relate to the gameplay? Like, is it like Clank's in one location, Ratchet is in another, and he's like in, guy at the computer? Or In those areas, yeah. Like, they, they do split up. And in those areas, you play as Clank. And in the other areas, you play as Ratchet. Yeah, that's the only thing I was curious about. But Clank, 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 though, I think it was more of like chase scenes. Like the, yes. the uh, Sylvester Stallone character when he's like chasing him. Like it's always stuff like that in the game for Clank. Yeah, like the, the big difference between the game and the film, the film gives an equal amount of time to the action scenes and the, the story cut scenes. Treats them as equal mm-hmm. the way a normal film would. The game has a much stronger emphasis on the playable part, the gameplay part, the action. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the moments where you can see Ratchet and Clank teamed up in the film for like a five-minute action scene, that's a few hours for the player <laughs> yeah. that leads to a five to ten-minute cutscene. Yeah. But they don't do that in a movie because you can't have a 20-hour movie. So it creates, as you said, this weird, it's supposed to be a buddy mm-hmm. comedy film, but the buddies aren't together as much as you'd expect but they're together all the time in the game. And not, you know, spoiler alert, it seems like they really come together in the last scene of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yep, correct. So it's kind of like they seem to be on parallel journeys, working together, but on parallel journeys, because, again, Clank's got a mission, Ratchet's got a mission. Those missions intersect, but at the end, they choose to be together. So I was like, oh, it's like this movie sets up Ratchet and Clank as opposed to it being Ratchet and Clank. That, which is that like, my which, only Which is what question. the first game is. I just never played any game after, so I don't know if the other games after focus more on the them together. They do as far as I can tell, and I feel like it would almost be better to have Corinne or Parker sit down and discuss that because they've played quite right. a few of them. 
I played the remake that they had because it was a PlayStation Plus game. And I figured, ah, screw it. I've never played these. I may as well give it a shot. And it's a really fun game. It's like playing a Pixar movie. It was great. Having played the game, this is no direct knock against the film, but where I feel like the film suffers and it almost has no solution to it. The game works because of the world you get to be immersed in and play around in this wacky, vibrant, colorful world where you're playing these two characters going through it with these zany weapons and offbeat characters you can interact with. Exploring that world is really fun and being a part of it is fun. You don't get that same sensation as a movie viewer because it's all passive for you. Yeah. But directly being involved in it and immersed in the bizarre worlds and situations they have is the appeal of that game. I right? 110% mm. agree with if you. If you like, steal all of that, it's just a third-person shooter. Yeah. It's the personality of that world and those characters that make it work. And there's only so much of that that you can really get when you're when you're watching it kind of like through a window rather than being in the room with them. Gotcha. That's really hard for a movie to solve because mm-hmm. it has the same plot, the same the same voice actors for Ratchet yeah. and Clank. It has all it's the same stuff, the same oh, yeah? cutscenes, but oh. it doesn't <laughs> feel quite the same because it's not you and because you're not directly involved. Like which I said, because, it a little because I had played the game first, or even in your situation, you played the game at all. I just can't see this as a movie. I just I just see a hour and a half cutscene. That, that, that's all I see because I already know everything that's happening because it's identical. Now, from Mark's opinion, I understand. Yeah, this is probably a great, lighthearted, great film for kids, but yeah. I just can't see it that way because of my experience with the game. It's not a knock on the movie. It just that's the way it is. So one point that I immediately wrote down, this is very early into the film because, you know, with my terrible memory, I write notes because I can barely remember who I we am or why I keep showing up. But... One of the things I wrote down was this came out 10 years too late. This looks the same mm. as the game. Yeah. Because as you said, it looks because like the of- cutscenes. If this came out in 2006, this would have blown your mind. Mm. But it doesn't mm. really push any boundaries visually in 2016. It looks like a PlayStation 4 game. It is the PlayStation. <laughs> right. But if it came out in 2006, this would have been cutting edge and it would have just absolutely knocked your socks off with what you're seeing on screen but it feels like it just took too long for them to get kind of get the ball rolling watching it now where it doesn't really matter it's kind of displaced you can watch it go yeah this is fun but i know that's one of the things when i saw it originally i was like ah, it looks good looks about as good as the games i play but it's fun yeah (laughs) so i feel like it took too long to kind of gestate but I had a hard time getting through it just because I was like, I wanted to sit down and see something adapted and it's not adapted. It's just, I could throw my, I didn't even have to watch this on YouTube or try to download. I could have just put my disc in and watched all the cutscenes. And that's the one thing where you constantly hear fans go, oh, it wasn't faithful. It wasn't faithful. And they'll complain about deviations made when you adapt anything, whether it be a book into a film, a game into a, a series like Castlevania, which I know we haven't touched on, but it takes a lot of deviations and liberties. And I feel like you need to, if you Mm -hmm. don't change anything, if you don't adapt Mm -hmm. it, then why even bother making the new version? Don't change core concepts. Don't change the fundamentals of it, but you got to play with it a little bit. Well, I think the only thing this movie ends up succeeding at is kids that aren't already into gaming. This might be their gateway to see this awesome, colorful world and then to find out 
there's a world they get to explore within this and become Ratchet mm-hmm. and become Clank. It's it's one big advertisement for them to say, hey, come out and buy the game now. You saw the movie. Now jump into the game. Well, buy the next game because you've already played it by watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the first one's done. Move on to the sequels. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a funny thing, though, like when you talk about the changes, because like when you're talking about that, all I can think of is Assassin's Creed. Oh, boy. I agree. It's a bad, bad movie. And the thing about what they did was if there are times where sometimes, and again, I don't know what it is, sometimes Hollywood changes too much. Like they don't understand like the core franchise that they've got their hands on. They don't sure. understand the source material enough and they overcorrect and they mm-hmm. overchange. Sure. Ironically, not from my experience, but from both of your experiences, this is the first time we've had the opposite where yeah. they didn't change the damn thing. It's literally the cutscenes from the game with the same game graphics that you've already seen. So it's Absolutely. hilarious that I don't need to play the game now. To me, no, you don't. Which <laughs> is the same. A really strong balance, and it's one that we've watched recently, was Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. That's a good That was comparison. a faithful yes. adaptation, yes. but they had enough but changed. Ver- they had enough things that they had to adapt or change or revise to make it work within the format of a movie instead of a game and have it still translate. And be new and fresh for those familiar with Resident Evil. Yes, but without betraying mm-hmm. any of the real core things other than making, you know, Leon Unlike the a new little Netflix bit too series. much of a joke. I haven't watched the new Unlike, series yet. We'll see. Please don't say we're covering it. Please don't say we're covering it. No, but I'm going to watch it at some point. Please don't say we're covering it. Please don't say we're covering it. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, thank God. Please. Oh, God. <laughs> if we're ever going to cover any sort of original series, I've already said the name of the one I want to cover. Yeah. But mm-hmm. getting back to this, there are a lot of things that I really like, mainly because they're things that I already liked in the game, like the characters. Ratchet mm-hmm. is an instantly likable character. He's yes. smart, he's clever, but he doesn't think too far ahead, so he's constantly putting himself into trouble and then having to kind of work his way back out of it. I always like that in a protagonist where they're quick on their feet, but they're impulsive enough that they have to be quick on their feet because yeah. they're constantly causing problems. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. And it creates the perfect kind of partner, sidekick, whatever, in the straight man that works with them. In this case, the robot Clank, who's going to be the level-headed one and the the voice of reason. Right. But without being like a wet blanket about it. Yeah. They make a good pair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really like they kept the original voice actors because yeah. one of the things that irked me, not it didn't make me upset necessarily. It's not a bad thing, but it's very jarring. The celebrity voices that they shoehorn into this in place of the original cast, if you're just going to throw the game up on screen, why are you replacing the game yeah. cast? The voice cast is great in these games. Yeah. That's so question. to have Kevin Michael Richardson replaced by Paul Giamatti, which, fun fact, when I was looking at the behind the scenes for this, this absolutely killed me. So Kevin Michael Richardson, who's the voice of Chairman Drek in the actual game, he was brought in originally, he was going to reprise the role, and then during production, they quietly replaced him with Paul Giamatti, but the company accidentally mailed Paul Giamatti's paycheck to Kevin's address. Oh, that's hilarious. It's like, oh, that's rough. Hope he cashed it. I hope, I he, hope he did. But like, to have him as the villain, to have, why is Stallone voicing a random robot in this with five <laughs> minutes worth of dialogue? It's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that character has most 
screen time in the game, but right. But in terms of dialogue, he's got what forty words, and most that's of them a, are that, that's that's about up Stallone's defect dialogue. But I also wonder when you get an actor like a Stallone in a show like this, where he's not the main character, doesn't have the most dialogue. I genuinely wonder what the backstory is. Like, is he doing someone a favor, or is he a fan? Maybe of either maybe the his series, kids are? or does he have a nephew or a grandkid who is like a fan of the series? When you something? see like, Vin Diesel doing "I Am Groot," I, I don't think you can really question anything like this anymore. <laughs> okay, fair, <laughs> but you always wonder because he clearly doesn't need the money. Stallone's successful, so you wonder what's the That's other what motivation? I mean. Is it like Mila Jovovich, where she did Resident Evil, according to like interviews, where she goes, "Well, my brother's a big gamer." So I wanted to do this because I thought it'd be cool for him. Yeah. Is it, you know, your contract with, in this case, Sony or Universal or whoever produced this, I agree to be in X number of films and this crosses one off the list. Yeah. Is he a gamer? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what inspired him to join Ford, considering it's not really a role that that appreciates having a big name behind it. Sometimes you, you hear stories about That's what I mean. You know, multiple films are being, you know, they're in their sound studio and you got one movie in one room, one movie in another room and Stallone's leaving and they're like, hey, what's going on over here? And like, hey, you, you want to lend your voice for 20 Maybe. minutes or 30 minutes? And yeah, sure. Why not? Get a quick paycheck and you've done your 40 minutes of right. <laughs> work. But compare right? it to it happens lots. John Goodman plays the the mentor character to ratchet in this and he has a few like character moments i'm like okay i can see why maybe he'd want to dig into this rosario dawson is like one of the the galactic rangers in it like okay i can see why she'd want to be in there it's a fun character it's like the one intelligent member of that group of idiots (laughs) i get it and she's a bit of a nerd so right so again i get it she jumps into enough weird stuff between star wars and you know playing the night Mm -hmm. nurse in the the Netflix Marvel Daredevil, stuff. Yeah. It makes sense to me. I just, I'm curious what drew Stallone to it. That's all. Yeah. He's so not a much. bad part in it. It's just odd. He just, yeah. Random Can cameo. I, I just got to say the Rangers were my favorite part of the movie. They are fun. <laughs> yeah. They're just, good. just their, their sheer. All right. Why aren't we shooting anything yet? What do you mean? You have a plan. Why aren't we shooting anything? Does your plan involve shooting everything? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Like just everything about them and their shoot first attitude is so hilarious for me. The whole movie. I loved it. The whole. Oh, movie. yeah. And watching it again now, I feel like and maybe I'm reading too much into it. I know I read too much into these things sometimes, but <laughs> I feel like the Galactic Rangers represent the typical gamer. They're skipping the briefing. Yes. They don't yeah. want to listen to the objectives. Just I just want to shoot action. stuff. Yeah, let's go. Let's destroy it. And meanwhile, Rosario Dawson's character, like the tech geek out of them, is the one going, guys, if if we actually like scanned the enemy's weakness or came up with a plan, maybe we wouldn't have to restart the level, essentially. Like, yeah, she's like the walking tutorial that the player keeps knocking aside. And it feels like yes. the developers going, you, you player, you're like this. And this is why you lose. And then there's Captain Quark, who's like a mix between... The Tick and a G-rated Homelander. The tick. <laughs> G-rated oh Homelander. It's he just needs that like attention. It's all about attention, right? Just like Homelander. It's, it's yeah, all about attention. attention. Well, and, and, he's and he's willing like to he's tick. willing to backstab I his team to make sure that tension stays on him. And Quark is the other one who's the original voice actor, and he's amazing in it. Mm-hmm. He's great. The scene where they capture <laughs> Ratchet. 
and they're taking him through and he's like he's joking around talking to the thing and he gets caught he's like uh and he just shuts the door like i was in tears like i was like his acting the whole movie is so captain good Quark, yeah, he's, now, he was, he's a good captain core for you dear yeah. listener i'm gonna recap this thing really quickly the galactic defenders are the heroes of the galaxy Drek is an evil businessman who wants to destroy planets to create his own planet. He wants to destroy a bunch of them and make his own with this device. Doesn't matter. Ratchet worships the Galactic Rangers because he's seen all their propaganda. Between a whole bunch of events, him and Clank, a defective robot, end up teaming up with them. Find out they're complete morons. And then work with them (laughs) anyway to try and save the day. Though at one point, Quark, because of his need to be admired by the public betrays the good guys sides of the bad guys but turns it all around by the end there's your plot now you're caught up now you can discuss it with us you've also just uh (laughs) described the video game as well too so yes i killed two birds in one stone (laughs) but the reason i wanted to go through all that was to point out one of the things i really enjoy about this quark comes off as not quite stupid he comes across like you said like the tick where he seems a little bit off in the head Mm -hmm. but it's not that he's ineffective Right. You look at the end when he breaks bad at the end, when he joins (laughs) the bad guys and Ratchet says that he's going to arrest Quark, he can't take Quark down. It's a good fight between the two of them because Quark has earned his place as a hero because he can win a fight. Yeah. He's just doing it for the wrong reasons. So he's not ineffective, which is one of the problems I have with like Angry Birds and their villains. Quark makes a surprisingly effective villain. Correct. (laughs) Which well, is really yeah, cool. The Homelander part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it makes it really kind of odd to watch him because he still sounds goofy. Right. But he's <laughs> intimidating. It says G-rated yeah, Homelander. It walks a really fine line, which I really dig, right? Like, mm-hmm. he can kill you, but he's still saying really <laughs> stupid things when he goes to do it. He can kill you, but this is yes. a G-rated movie. So Right. Yes. So I thought that he was should've. kind of great. Like his one-liners and and the one-liner argument him and Ratchet have back and forth about the cool one-liner, that Hmm. kind of stuff is really awesome while he's trying to effectively kill Ratchet. So I really like Quark in this, and he has a pretty good like arc in terms of turning to the wrong side and then redemption. He's interesting, and a lot of these movies don't have anyone interesting outside of the main hero and arguably the villain. Quark's in between, and he's great in it. Which is a good testament to the film because Quark is neither your main character nor your main villain, right? No. And so to no. be able to have a good character arc with somebody in the middle, that says a lot about the writing. It does. The writing is sharp. Like I said, the only fault is that you don't get to spend as much time in those worlds and get attached to them in the characters that you do in the game. Correct. There's nothing they can really do to solve that other than maybe adapt it and change it a little. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but what they work with is good. Even the even not just narrator, but even the captions have personality and humor. At the beginning, when you've got like the you know out in whatever space, and it says the name of whatever quadrant the villain's in, and underneath it says "cue bad guy speech" in three, two, one, and then it cuts to him. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, you yes. know the little things like that are really cool. There's enough yeah, I love, fun. I love the film. Yeah, there's enough fun for someone who isn't a kid. To be able to to kind of appreciate those jokes in it, it just sucks if you've played the game because you've probably heard all those jokes already. That sucks. And no matter how good you make yeah. a action scene look on the screen, 
it'll always feel more intense when you're playing it with a controller in your hand. Yes. Absolutely. So yeah. the only parts that fall short for me are the action scenes watching it again. Cause I go, oh, I remember how cool this was when I played it. I wouldn't have used that weapon. I'd use this weapon because ratchet uses the wrong weapons in most of this film. <laughs> and let's not forget in the game, the weapons are the highlight of the entire yes. game. So much. The game yeah, is so about good. the weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Though this film does use enough of them yes. to make me happy. Agreed. Mr. Zircon is there, which is great. The Sheepinator has a major mm-hmm. part yeah. near the end, and yeah. I love oh my that God. gun. That Sheepinator, when he hit him with that gun, I I didn't <laughs> see it coming. So I was just I was I was again, this movie gets me. I was laughing so hard. I was like, what did he? I was like, the guns in this game, I want to see more of. Because that's hilarious. Yeah, like there's about a dozen weapons and they're and all effective but funny. And that's why you should still mm-hmm. play the game, Mark, because well, yeah. maybe not this one, but maybe the other ones because the guns yeah. are amazing. <laughs> now, in terms of adaptation, one thing I really appreciated that this did, and it was like a 60 second explanation. But when Quark is training Ratchet as a galactic ranger at the beginning and they put that suit on with the helmet and explain all of your weapons are available to you, but you have mm-hmm. to think of the weapon and it'll teleport it into your hand. Now you've explained the concept of a weapon wheel in a video game where you're like, how do I have all these weapons mm-hmm. when I don't see them on my back? Yeah. But you could have all those weapons in the movie and it leads to that really cool battle between Ratchet and Quark at the end where mm-hmm. they're swapping between all these different weapons and counteracting each other and all these cool strategies. That's the kind of stuff you could do in the game. I yeah. love that they did that in this. It was pretty neat. Agreed. That's awesome. Yeah, I that was one of my favorite parts too. I was like, more... More video games need that technology explained because, like, you just have the endless backpack. You know, you're playing The Last of Us, you have every gun in the world or whatever, right? Right. The bag so of I holding. like that they, they tried to find some way to make holding. that work. Yeah. And I know I've gone on about why Quark is great, mainly because the actual villain, Drek, is kind of the weak point of the film. Mm-hmm. He's not that interesting as a villain, and it's only really accentuated. Because Dr. Nefarious, who is, I like him, <laughs> See, who's in the I background for most of the film, turns out to be a the way better villain. villain. Absolutely. See, for me, that is the main villain. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I know, because to me, Dr. Nefarian or whatever his name is, he's manipulating Drek the whole time. Yeah. He manipulates sure. everything. He's yeah. He even, it's his plan to turn <laughs> Quark. Yeah. So, like. He is the villain, as far Agreed. as I'm concerned. But too much screen time is given to Drek Correct. up until that mm-hmm. point. And Nefarious is kind of lurking in the background and smirking as his plans to come to fruition. And he has his odd maniacal laughter. But it isn't until he betrays Drek and hits him with the Sheepinator that mm-hmm. you really feel like there's an actual threat happening in the game. Uh, sorry, in the movie. Mm-hmm. See, it's so close I called it a game. It's so close. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But once that happens, you're like, oh, man, I think now that Ratchet is in trouble because Nefarious is outright terrifying. He's like the Green Goblin in this thing. He looks like the Green Goblin. Yeah. I really enjoyed him. The only thing that was killing me, and again, I I knew where it was going because of the the game. I prefer the robot with the brain inside design of Nefarious where he ends up by the end cutscene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It looks amazing. It does look awesome. It looks like a mad scientist, which I love that near the end of this, he's in the middle of a maniacal laughter session and goes, oh, 
maybe I am a mad scientist. Maybe they were right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he's a lot of fun. I wish he got more screen time, but because of the way that it's written, where he's supposed to be a puppet master in the background, you can't give him more screen time without giving that away. (laughs) So it's kind of a catch 22, but when he takes over it ramps up and I'm really happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun in it. If you haven't played the game, Agreed. Fair. But if you have, I you guess this is this. this is the highest production Let's Play I've ever watched. It's the best way I could play. <laughs> it's a Let's Watch. Yeah, like... Because <laughs> yeah. they're not playing. <laughs> and I wonder if that's kind of what cut it off at the knees, because it clearly Ooh. didn't succeed strongly enough for them to ever make a sequel to it, but the property is successful enough that they continue to make games. So clearly the property isn't the issue, but we never saw Ratchet and Clank the movie too. So is that where people didn't connect with it? Is that where it failed? It was just too close to the original, so the fans ignored it? Yeah, why pay money for something I have at home? Well, yeah. I guess what I can't assess at all, because I'm, I'm not somebody who's played it, is was it a big enough title? You know, was it a big enough title to have that level of success? Because like something like Sonic... You're 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 making a call back to a lot of different generations of people who played Sonic, True. but Ratchet and Clank. Well, I don't know. You know, like I I don't know how many people are. I don't know how big Ratchet and Clank is. Maybe it's huge. It started just, at PS3, oblivious. right? Yeah, I think it was. I don't think it was the PS2. I'm I don't pretty think it sure started. it started oh, in the PS3. No, no, maybe, maybe PS2. I mean, if it's PS2, that's 2002 up till now. So even going to the 2016 film, that's like 14 years. So that's well, enough time to build be, up some level of a fan PS2. base. I just know? haven't played it yeah, until the first. How, but it's how big. It's right? certainly like not it's, as big as Sonic. <laughs> it had a fan base big enough to yeah. make them think maybe 2002. we could shot. 2002 yeah. for the PlayStation 2. Yeah, this was like 14 well, years. Well, maybe the secret to success there is the adaptation. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Sonic the movie is not a straight-up shot-for-shot adaptation of the game's. It has a lot of liberties taken, and I think those liberties help it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. this yeah. should have, you know, zigged or zagged a little bit here and there. Maybe Mario took liberties. Yes, <laughs> Mario took a lot of liberties. Okay. So no, it's not a perfect Again, line. You of have liberties. to respect the core concept of what you're adapting, <laughs> but you can take some liberties. Sure, like Mortal Kombat '94 takes some liberties. <laughs> Street Fighter <laughs> throws out everything. Correct. <laughs> the Legend of Chun Li, the cinematic masterpiece. Oh, stop. Liberties. Actually, there's a really good comparison. Legend of Chun Li doesn't really respect any of the, mm-hmm. the core concepts of the the characters and what's going on. Jean Claude's no. Street Fighter movie kind of, sort of does here and there, and kind of doesn't in other places. It thinks it's, it's, it's trying to. <laughs> right? And we agree it that one's better than Chung Li, but the best of the Street Fighters we've watched is Assassin's Fist, and that one stayed really faithful, but had some deviations. Correct. Right? Yes. I think that's yes. where you have to strike. And this one is maybe too faithful. Apparently. Maybe. It's beyond the word faithful. It It is. <laughs> it, is it is a Xerox. Like, I don't... <laughs> it's a Xerox, yeah. So again, yeah, that does hamper it. But if you haven't played the games, especially if you're looking for a film for the kids, this is a fun movie. Great film. 
Absolutely. It's a little disheartening totally when you recommend. look on things like Rotten Tomatoes, and I think the critics scored it at 21%. I was like, take the stick out of your ass, guys. This movie's better than that. Calm yeah. down. This is oh. a fun movie. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so I don't quite know what happened there, but it seemed like an assassination job to me if I've ever seen one. And speaking of yeah. assassination jobs, when we come back, we're watching Hitman. But we don't know which one yet, because there was two of them. Was, and we haven't discussed it. S- <laughs> Are we doing the Timothy Oliphant one? I don't know. But we're I doing it. Yes. One. It'll depend on which or one the is streaming. One. So we're the gonna Rupert's figure that out. Or which one came out right, first. Fair Whichever one is streaming or came out first. One. We're gonna watch the elephant one. Timothy's it's an the elephant. elephant one. Okay. Timothy, Timothy elephant. elephant. We're gonna watch Timothy's elephant. That might be that might be hard to find. That might be harder to find. Maybe. I think the other one's Hitman Agent 47. That one's newer. Okay. It won't really matter. I'm sure they're both of equal nope. quality. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I've seen them both. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I've never played the Hitman games. I have. So I've I'm looking to see one. if they capture the core essence of it. I've played them. They're really fun. Mark is shaking his head. They don't. They don't. Oh, oh. don't oh. ruin the suspense for me. This could be a hidden. Well, gem. that doesn't ruin it for we'll me because I've never played the game, so yeah. I get to experience yeah. this the way you experience Ratchet. So yeah. my final word on this: it is worth watching. But if you've played the game, you've already watched it. So it's Fair. just whether or not you've already played the game. That's my final word too. If you play the game, don't touch this. Yeah. Don't touch this. Oh, boy. No, 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 no. If you do too many of that, we'll get hit for copyright infriction. So, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't slap that. There you go. Now it's slightly different. Now we're okay. You can bleep out the words. Oh, my God. We thank you again for joining us on Press X to Reload. I have been Nick Moore. With me, as always, whether they want to continue or not, are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Gentlemen, I press start. I continue. Thanks for having me. Yep. Or, sorry, press X. I press X. <laughs> press X. You don't even know what you're doing. I press you X to reload. You the wrong button. Button. Oh. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.